So welcome back to the Printulu podcast. Printulu is passionate about helping small businesses grow their business in an omnichannel world. That is why we've decided to start this podcast to help businesses and business owners navigate this difficult time. I'm your host, Trudy Kutsia, and today I'm joined by Tanya Maria. Tanya is the Associate Professor at University of Pretoria. She has her Master's in Business Management and her Doctorate in Marketing Management. Quite impressive. Welcome, welcome, Tanya. Thank you for joining me. Thank you, Trudy, for that warm welcome. I really appreciate it and thank you for the opportunity. I'm very honored to have you here today. Um, so I know, especially thank you for making the time because I know it's been quite hectic now with getting everything online. I mean, I think the educational sector especially has really been feeling this last while. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think on various levels of education, actually, um, also considering the schools and, and I think they have even more challenges that what he, than what we have at university level. But we've been rising to the occasion. That's great to hear. That's fantastic. I actually wanted to ask you something about this. Can, we're obviously seeing a lot of people kind of scrambling to just catch up with the changes that COVID-19 has brought upon our lives. Uh, um, what are the major social changes that you've noticed? Have you seen any changes, especially in marketing behavior from companies um, as a consumer, as an expert in the field? So I think uh, there are obviously many social changes and aspects regarding that that have come to the fore. Um, for me in particular, what stands out is how this pandemic has had a really, really major social impact and economic impact on vulnerable consumers. And this also has brought to the fore our current social support structures are not really meeting the grave need of those individuals. So, I mean, it's commonly discussed in the media. Several issues have been come to the fore, amongst others, the increases in gender-based violence. These are very difficult issues to address. Um, mm. I tend to lean to the opinion of many others that only collective effort can attempt to address these issues, government, business, especially big businesses, and also society. Mm. I think what we've seen locally is how citizens have really rallied in support of vulnerable communities. If we consider the I'm Staying movement, for example, and various things that have flown from that, um, they really have, have jo uh, joined hands in order to try and assist the most vulnerable of, of our members of society. And naturally, many businesses also support these types of enterprises and also support the government initiatives regarding these. Mm. So from, from the perspective of a brand, obviously that creates goodwill because I assume um, the listeners would like to hear a little bit more about how that actually influences a brand. This is a little different, though, than your normal CSI initiatives because we've got this extra layer of fragility in the consumer due to this pandemic and all of the uncertainties that ha that it has brought with it. Mm. So brands should be very careful now in terms of how it approaches the leveraging of that goodwill um, because you don't want to seem to be pushing your brand rather than truly wanting to assist. Mm. I think that's the social part. So for me, from a marketing perspective, we have really seen a mixed bag of responses, um, both from small and smaller and larger businesses. Yeah. It's also naturally because those businesses do um, approach marketing in different ways, naturally also because of their budget differences. Yeah. For me, there are two things that stand out. Uh, that's innovation and diversification. Um, so we've seen that many businesses that have been closed for regular business are now jumping at the chance to innovate in terms of how they operate because obviously they still have bills to pay and staff to pay. So we've seen this, especially in the small business role. Mm. 
since May the 1st, many restaurants have started offering delivery, for example, which, which they haven't done before. So some of them are lucky. They have existing relationships, such as Mr. D, or some are offering their own deliver, deliveries, often using their, their current staff, or even forming new partnerships. Mm. Um, and I think that is, that is wonderful for small businesses generally. Um, and it's also the, very true to the South African Ubuntu principle. Mm, um, in terms of diversification, <laughs> yeah, it's wonderful. In terms of diversifications, we've seen um, obviously many companies jumping on the hand sanitizer, cloth masks, personal protective equipment bandwagon. Um, for example, companies that make modern cloth ma- nappies, they've started making cloth masks, which is a natural diversification, but something that they probably wouldn't have done. Um, if it wasn't for the, the current situation that we are facing. Yeah. Even large alcohol companies are manufacturing hand sanitizer now. Um, so that is a, it's actually very interesting to see, um, to see that response and to see how the innovations come up. I believe we will see many more innovative ideas, especially coming from small businesses. Yeah, I actually wanted to ask, do you, do you think, how do you think this is going to shape marketing going forward? Because I think, businesses have, have gained quite a lot of insights into their consumers. And I think consumers have also potentially reevaluated their needs and, and changed their shopping behavior, their buying behavior. Um, how do you think this is going to inform marketing going forward? So I think it's, it's very obvious that there is a shift to digital and that it will continue growing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think small businesses that are not focused on creating some of the digital presence or even digital commerce will need to examine that possibility mm. because know that people are moving online even more now with, with the restrictions in movement. So people are finding almost a virtual <laughs> walk around in life rather than um, a physical one. And we will continue having restrictions. So I think that that will definitely continue. Mm. And I think on a consumer side, some people that may not have been very um, comfortable in the social realm or even the online realm may actually have now, um, started using that and have grown uh, comfortable using that, which will naturally lead to, to the use of digital commerce maybe in the end as well. Mm. So um, having said that companies will need to consider the digital shift, not necessarily every business um, can do that. Mm. Every business needs to assess their capabilities, diversification options, and whether the specific target market is actually open to digital and if so, naturally, what particular digital options would be the best suited to that target market? Not every company is suitable um, for the digital space. For example, a small local hairdresser, they would not have the capabilities to launch online sales of hair products, which might have been wonderful for them at this point in time. Mm. But they might not even need to either. Um, so that is a very individual business thing as well. Yeah. Um, going into the future... Um, I think at some point we will have a new normal. I don't think it will be exactly the same as it was. Uh, and business will naturally need to be ready for that as well. So they cannot just say, let's look at what is currently happening. They do need to have some sort of a vision for the future. So the nature of a new normal is not visible or predictable even at this point um, because we are experiencing a very unique global challenge yeah. which brought unique challenges and which require innovative responses as well. Also, what happens in other countries may not necessarily occur in the same way um, from a business perspective here in South Africa because of the diversity of our our, um, our consumer groups. Absolutely. Yeah, so I think something that I personally, um, 
I hope will come from future endeavors is, and this is now a bit of a more long-term view, is a more conscious effort at sustainable marketing. Um, we've seen a lot of sharing of how the natural environment has recovered with this people-free world that was suddenly thrust upon it. And I think that will definitely have an influence on, on consumers' buying decisions and obviously the in-business response to that. So I think that's one thing um, that comes to mind in that regard. Hundred percent. Thank you so much for that great insight. Um, in terms of, because you mentioned now, obviously people do have to think ahead as well. I'm curious because I know a lot of people um, that I've spoken to are kind of very focused on now on damage control. In terms of thinking long term versus short term, when with your marketing strategy and your marketing planning, obviously it's constantly shifting right now. We can't really be sure what to expect. But what do you think is best to prioritize right now? Do businesses need to focus on pure damage control or is this a good time to think long-term when it comes to how the business is structured? Do you think there's a balance to be found there? Well, <laughs> as I am an academic, I will provide a very academic view and that is that That's you 100%. need to at least have some medium to long-term planning. Um, and again, this links to my point about the new normal. So uh, there needs to be some flexibility regarding that um we have though we have seen though that it is a very flexible environment that we are currently in and people do behave in very peculiar ways at this point in time so i think you need to sort of keep your your finger on the pulse whilst also keeping in the back of your mind that sometime things are going to normalize and then i need to figure out what am i going to do so we will find i think we will find that um when the new normal starts, your typical business demand may return to some form of normality. Mm. It might even spike um, because obviously certain product categories are off limits at the moment and they will become available at some point in time. Yes. And I think something that links to that is is kind of the, the mindset of the consumer that almost seems like a doomsday mind frame, which may also continue for a while. Um, I mean, we saw the panic buying when the lockdown was first announced. Um, and yeah, that is toilet paper in my, things. <laughs> <laughs> and that's often been laughed at Australia for the toilet paper yeah, buying. Well. <laughs> <laughs> so I think um, much of this is due to uncertainty. Um, mm-hmm. As human beings, we, we don't deal very well with uncertainty. And even with the first day of stage four lockdown, where one would presume people are kind of used to it, people cleared the newly reopened clothing stores like it was Black Friday. And that, that was in the words of a shop assistant. Um, oh, goodness. So it's as if consumers seem afraid that the reopening of the privileges will be taken away and the resort to panic buying, mm. uh, despite being assured that it would not be necessary. So I think it's, it's, it will be interesting to see when we actually go to a level one scenario uh, whether people are adju- how, or rather how people adjust to the new normal. Mm. So I think in the end, it boils down to to knowing your consumers. Um, that is something that is marketing 101. That is the starting point of how we make decisions and how we plan. Mm. So if we understand our particular target market and we know where and how to talk to them, I think that will really go a long way to to retaining the business that we have or even building up um, once this thing starts to normalize. I think if I might offer a key takeaway in my view, um, it's something that I haven't seen. I th- people talk about the digital presence, you know, being present on social, marketing on social, search engine optimization, all of those things which are almost common sense. But in the end, we need to, we need to remember that people talk. 
to one another. And especially now in the digital realm, they speak to even more people. Mm-hmm. So word of mouth, it remains crucial. Um, and the only way that as a company we can influence that is by delivering consistent quality and service. Because in the end, that is what makes people talk about you. Mm, 100%. I mean, SEO and all these things, by the way, I do not actually think are necessarily as common sense as you would think. I think especially a lot of small business owners, maybe a lot of people that are just starting out is still learning about this. But I, I, you know, I think the digital space can be quite daunting if, you, if, if you're just starting out. But I completely agree. I think agree. it's crucial to start, to start small. And I think... I think what, what, what small businesses, especially if they don't have a lot of marketing knowledge or experience, I think the, the thing to remember is start small. If you are approaching this digital thing, this digital animal um, anew and have objectives like you would have for any other campaign. Mm. It is as simple as that. And I think a lot of companies just think we need to go online. So let's have a Let's have a website. There needs to be a reason for that. There needs to be a reason for everything that you put there. There needs to be a reason for how you communicate um, via that platform. And that obviously also goes for social platforms. Yeah, and it needs to be consistent and well thought out as well. It doesn't help just creating a Facebook page and it kind of just sits there as well. Yes, and also retaining your brand's core values across all channels. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. But actually about this, this thing where everyone is going online now, obviously there's value to this right now. Correct. I mean, it's it's yeah. trackable. A lot of people, it can reach many people currently where people are sitting in their houses. But I'm curious because obviously Printulu is a printing company, but we fully believe in an omni-channel approach. Like you can't just do printing, you can't just do digital. We fully believe it's about the the full spectrum, and then in that way, really connecting with your customers. But how do you expect this will actually influence the print versus digital media debates? I mean, do you think there's still a place for print media going forward? Okay, so I have to say right off the bat that my opinion on that is very biased <laughs> because I am a big fan of print, um, both in reference to advertising but also in reference to real books. I think it's the smell of a book, um, the feel of a book. Um, and I think there, there is, uh, on a more serious note, I think there is a lot of nostalgia for especially older consumers um, regarding the print format. However, the virus uh, and and everything that came with it had a, a massive, massive impact on the print industry. We know of Associated Media Publishing that has closed down. We know of Cas- Caxton that has let some of their magazines go. Yeah. Um, I think the upside to the Caxton case is the fact that many of those titles seem to seem to there are people that want to buy them. So hopefully this they will still be around. But I think that that has been a very big shake up. Um, because for years uh, there has been the debate around that, like, but no, you don't need print anymore. Everything you have in print, you can do electronically. Yeah, even with the and, I mean, of we Kindle, can, we've seen this. It's been a constant uh, debate. And I mean, we can continue that for years to come. Still, I really hope um, that print media will survive this. Um, I think it's very really difficult to say at this point in time because rants and scenes do talk. And um, if 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 the money needs to go to other areas of the business, as was the case with Caxton specifically, mm. then obviously that needs to be prioritised because the survival of the business is is imminent, or it should be the the priority at that point in time. Mm. I think I think if it if it if it were based on 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 readership uh, rather than circulation, we would find that 
um, there might have been a stronger economic um, impetus almost to to try and save the print aspect. Mm. But I mean, it, it wasn't it wasn't possible in those cases. I think my hope is that that print will survive in some way because I think it does have a valuable role to play in the world generally. Mm. And we are not li- yet living in a world that is completely digital. No, um, that not. is the fact. It's, and there are a lot of people that still um, that are dependent on on non digital uh, sources of information, which means that those sources of information can be used to disseminate marketing information or, or communication. Mm. But I think it's very difficult to give a, a definite answer to yes that because no. there are so yeah. many uncertainties currently. Mm. Obviously, I think uh, you did mention that businesses need to consider going online to some extent if they can. If only moving online is not necessarily an option for them. How do you think uh, businesses can leverage an omnichannel approach? What would uh, your most recommended channel be to use when on a tight budget? I think each organization will have to consider their different options. What can we afford? What, what do we have access to? What primarily does our target market access? Because mm-hmm. in the end, you need to reach them um, and think very clearly about which would be the better channels to follow. Yeah. I think the main thing about an omni-channel approach is the consistency across platforms. And I think a lot of companies, even big companies, struggle with that. If we just consider marketing communication, how many large companies will merely repurpose a print format to digital in-store advertising, for example, which is really not ideal practice. Uh, every message should be customized to the particular platform. Mm specifically and i think a lot of companies err on that um the other thing for me in reference to communicating with clients it boils down to being responsive and this applies across all scenarios and maybe especially in this uh covid um ridden (laughs) life that we are living at the moment it's a basic service principle so if we venture into the online realm, it's even, it becomes even more important because people who are digitally comfortable expect fast responses. Mm. The other thing is is what we always also like to say is to under-promise and over-deliver. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> I, always, yeah, I always tell my students that marketing is about managing expectations. So communicating well can greatly assist in managing expectations across the board. That is absolutely true. We are being schooled right now. <laughs> no, that's that's completely, that is so true. And that is something that we at Printulu also say a lot is to make sure that we are managing expectations. You don't want unhappy clients. And if you can't deliver on something, you need to be honest about that. And I think that goes a long way with nurturing that actual, you know, that transparency goes a long way with nurturing the relationship you have with your existing customers. Which I think a lot it also of people, adds to your brand's credibility. Absolutely. And I think a lot of businesses are now seeing the value in actually really nurturing your existing relationships because a lot of people mm-hmm. at the moment can't spend on customer acquisition. So I think that's, yes. that's quite true. Very, very true. We must remember we're dealing with a vulnerable consumer at the moment generally. Everyone mm-hmm. is kind of in a fragile state of mind because of the general uncertainty. So in that case, it, it is really important for the brand to show that it truly cares. Tanya, actually, thank you so much for your time and for joining me today. This has been incredibly valuable insights, um, but I do believe this is all we have time for today. I know you're also not feeling too well, so I don't want to keep you too long. Um, 
Thank you. I really appreciate your kind words. <laughs> but good luck uh, with your ventures going forward. Good luck with getting everything online. I don't know how far you are with that, but I wish you all the luck with that. Um, Thank and you. Please stay safe, stay healthy, and have a fantastic week. Bye.